Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie Friday morning, the 16th of July. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. The Catholic Church in Ireland has weighed in on the debate over the British government's unilateral decision to offer an amnesty to those responsible for crimes related to the conflict during the Troubles. The Northern Ireland Secretary will be left in no doubt that the decision is not just unilateral, it is opposed by all of the other actors when he co-hosts a meeting on legacy issues arising from the Troubles with Simon Coveney, the Minister for Foreign Affairs today. The proposal amnesty is opposed by the Irish government and all five political parties in the north. The Catholic Church in Ireland is concerned that such an amnesty does not honour human rights, avoids the rule of law, does not offer justice to victims, nor provides for a modality to underpin long-term peace and stability in a transparent, fair and equitable context. The Primate of All-Ireland, Archbishop Eamon Martin, said in a statement yesterday, it will be seen by many victims as a betrayal of trust which denies justice to them and to their loved ones. It is disturbing he says that the victims and survivors, those who have paid the highest price for the fragile peace we all enjoy today will once more feel marginalised and neglected. A statute of limitations to apply equally to all troubles related incidents. We know that the prospect of the end of criminal prosecutions will be difficult for some to accept, and this is not a position that we take lightly. But we've come to the view that this is the best and only way. That's the Northern Secretary, Brandon Lewis. Let's go to Belfast now and speak with Father Eddie McGee, spokesperson for the Diocese of Down and Connor. Good morning to you, Father, and thanks for joining us on the programme this morning. The British Prime Minister said he hopes that this amnesty will draw a line under the troubles. It's very hard to understand that logic, isn't it, given that nationalists and loyalists are united in their opposition against this British government decision. I suppose what the the argument being put forward is that this draws a line, but alongside that, you know, there is obviously the, the pledge that was given by Boris Johnson and the Conservative Party to protect military veterans from prosecution, and so these measures, these proposed measures, are, are being interpreted by in this light that it's not seeking to to draw a line, but it's ultimately trying to protect 
a, a, a section, a, a group of people. Um, and the the message that's given very clearly to families is that, that the, the families and, and victims is is that justice not not only can uh, cannot be be sought, but but this this avenue of any sort of of uh, of seeking of justice and uh, and reconciliation by by, by this man, uh, manner of of methods is closed down permanently. Um, so, uh, for example, two two months ago, uh, I was present at the uh, at the occasion of the of the Bally Murphy inquest, and the, the solace that those families received after 50 years of seeking truth and justice, um, that's something that we should not take uh, should should not leave aside. And um, so, uh, the the opportunity for families to to seek justice, to seek truth, to seek reconciliation, so many years on. It's a very important part of of the of their process mm. of, of recovery, and it was a, a bittersweet day, wasn't it? In that, after the forty years uh, of seeking justice, uh, the coroner's uh, decision came in uh, in tandem with the Queen's speech, uh, which more or less outlined this plan to go for a de facto amnesty. I, I think so. Many of these families have for, for years trying to find answers to the questions uh, about their loved ones. And, and, you know, there was great solace that day when, when, when so many families heard that, you know, publicly that their loved ones were recognised as, as innocent um, and the solace that that brought to them. And at the same time, you know, their, their journey, their, their journey of recovery is still, is still ongoing. Mm. Um, and so many families are in, the, in this place. I suppose, listening over the last couple of days, what I'm hearing is uh, from families and from from others is that this is not the time to draw any line. Uh, the families are not in that place. Um, some some families certainly can can uh, are in the place of leaving the past behind, but but uh, very many of the families are are not. And when uh, you believe uh, as has. Uh, being found by the coroner that uh, the 10 victims of Bally Murphy were entirely innocent uh, but shot dead by British soldiers by the Paris uh, on the, the streets of Belfast, there is undoubtedly huge questions that have to be asked. You said uh, uh, quite correctly, I think, that the British government uh, has made known its intention to protect military personnel, veterans from prosecutions. Is there a risk of prosecutions? I, I think that, you know that to, to back in that point. I think that this, that these measures, these, these proposed measures and proposed legislation, would close down justice and truth for for all across society, not just one section of society in Northern Ireland. So it's not just those who who, who have died at the hands say, of of of, uh, uh, of the, the the army, but also those who died at the hands of terrorists. That, that uh, really these these measures would 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 not allow any any families or victims to to receive justice and, and truth. Mm. But is there a risk of uh, prosecutions uh, against uh, British military personnel, veterans, or otherwise? There, there, there are certainly uh, cases that are are on their way towards. Uh, towards inquests and towards and towards the courts um, at, at the moment, um, and so uh, those families particularly will feel that that, that whole uh, years of campaigning for for truth and, uh, and justice are, are being cut short. And uh, no, certainly there are there are cases uh, that are being looked at at the moment. Uh, is it possible to get prosecutions? I think this is one of the arguments that the British government uh, has been making, uh, that two-thirds of uh, the legacy cases are dating back more than 40 years. 
Certainly, you know, it may be the case that some some of those cases will not reach uh, prosecution. Uh, but uh, other processes such as inquest and other, you know, uh, and mm. so on are, are uh, these these avenues are also being closed down by these uh, by these proposals. And for, for many of these families, it's not even arriving at, arriving at, at, at a situation of prosecution, but that the journey of trying to find answers and 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 truth um, that's part of that process is as important as arriving at, at prosecution. And these measures, these proposed measures, would actually close down avenues of, of, of legal uh, legal redress to, to, to continue that journey. And, and as such, are, are an infringement upon their, their human rights. Mm. If that's uh, the case, uh, is it uh, that uh, the British government, in your view, is prioritising the rights, if you like, of veterans over the rights of victims and their families? I, it, it's not my place to get into into motivation, but but, but I think certainly what we would be calling all parties to is to the commitments that they made as part of the storm uh, the Stormont House agreement back in 2014. Mm. And as part of that, you know, there was the, yes, there was a, an information recovery commission to, to be set up, um, but also that, that it still didn't preclude recourse to, to criminal and civil and civil justice. Um, and we would be calling all parties to engage in that collaboration and to engage with the families in order to, to live up to the commitments that they have already made. And is it in the gift of the British government to introduce this as law, given that they are at odds with all of the other signatories to the Stormont uh, Agreement, uh, and uh, there is a question of the legality surrounding all of this as a result, is there not? Well, well I, I do know that the, some have called for a review of the legality of, 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 this, of this action, um, and particularly around that specific issue of of whether this, this, these particular proposals would be an, an infringement upon upon human rights, um, obviously, uh, I would have to await the outcome of that of that review. Mm. And there's also a question of as to whether it's in breach of the European Convention on Human Rights, and if this could end up in European courts. I mean, this decision may be made by the British government now. As Naomi Long said, it may be a done deal politically, but uh, there could be an enormous number of legal challenges. That, that, that is certainly the case. And, and I know that the commitment of, of families who are, who are seeking truth and justice, they, they, will, they, they will continue to, uh, to try and, and uh, all avenues mm. to, to find uh, the, the truth that they re- require, you know, mm. at, at this time. And um, of, cor- of course they will. I mean, they've shown that over many decades uh, at this stage. But, uh, I mean, if this ends up being the end result, you, you could only conclude that that's salt in, in the wound. And these are, are very deep wounds. Well, my experience, you know, in, in dealing for years with those who have suffered uh, trauma, that if we try to, to, to draw a line and close off that trauma as if it, it is all finished, um, that, that just uh, just bottles things, things up for, for people. It does not bring healing. It does not, it does not allow people to engage with the, the pain and the hurt. And, and to, to be open and honest about engaging with that pain and hurt is part of the, the journey that we, we have and we, we have to go through in, in Northern Ireland. Um, I, I think we, we, we would be appealing for uh, the, the British government to, uh, to review these proposals and, and, to, and to consider uh, at the heart of them the pain and the hurt of families. Mm. As I said at the outset, uh, I'm sure Brandon Lewis is going to hear uh, the 
extent of uh, the opposition and uh, the depth of feeling that there is uh, when he uh, hosts or co-hosts uh, this meeting on legacy issues today with Simon Coveney. No doubt you'll hear the opposition from the Irish government, but from all of the political parties in Northern Ireland. And it's a very unusual circumstance, is it not, that when it comes to issues relating to the troubles that all of the parties are united. A good thing uh, in many respects uh, that there is uh, this consensus and that could be realised next week or perhaps today or over the weekend uh, that uh, the Assembly will be recalled next week uh, if uh, enough names. I think they need 30 names uh, to recall the Assembly uh, and they're hoping to do that in a bid to make uh, the depth of feeling known to the British government. That's absolutely right, Michael. And, and the point you make is, is a very important one. The, the, the reaction, the response to, uh, to these proposals over the last number of days has, uh, has been a consistent reaction. It's been a, it's been a, 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 a cross-party reaction. has has been from the families, has been from politicians, has been from all of the churches in Northern Ireland. And the reason for, for that is because we have, we have been in contact with, with the families uh, of, uh, and the victims, you know, and the the, the the response is consistent because there's there's an experience there that, that this is not going to resolve the situation in Northern Ireland. Mm. And is that what you're hearing, uh, as opposed to the British argument that you can't prosecute? because uh, these are historical cases, they date back too far in time. Some of uh, the people who may have been responsible for these uh, atrocities have passed uh, away, and it's impossible, obviously, to prosecute people if they're dead. So the best thing for the victims and their families, the British government's argument uh, appears to be, is to try and find truth for them, to try and understand what happened and who was responsible, but without consequence, uh, it may be possible to establish that truth. Uh, are, Are people in Belfast buying that argument uh, from what you're hearing, Father? Well, what I'm hearing is uh, from, from, from those who are learned in this field, including uh, Baroness Nola O'Lone yesterday, uh, is, are the indications that, that these, these proposed measures uh, will, will not lead to uh, a process of, of truth recovery. Um, as I say, going back to the Stormont House Agreement, it was already inbuilt in there that there would be an Information Recovery Commission and so on but not to the preclusion uh, of recourse to civil and, and criminal justice. Uh, and so for, 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 for some families, um, you know, they may decide not to go down uh, the, the criminal route, and indeed in, in many of the cases it may not even go to prosecution. But for some, for those who, who want to uh, take that course of, of action, it should be open to them. Um, and, uh, and, and it does not necessarily mean to say that just because uh, a, a, a crime was committed, 40, 50 years ago, that it's not possible with, with new uh, with new techniques to arrive at, at some of the answers uh, uh, to, to the questions that people have. Uh, indeed, that, that remains to be the case today in, in cases that have been open for, for 40, 50 years. Mm. I, I think it probably adds to a story that uh, we've uh, all been witnessing over the last few months, which... Uh, to put simply is how fragile the peace process is, how new the peace process is uh, and uh, how we need to uh, appreciate the peace on this island because it's not that long ago uh, since uh, we were killing each other Uh, and uh, the incidents over the course of uh, the last six months or or so have brought that into 
uh, a stark light uh, and this only adds to it all, doesn't it? And it's more of that reopening of old wounds. These wounds are, it's not even the reopening of, of old wounds. For, for many of these families, it, they're still living with the wounds and hurt of, of the past. You know, the, the fragility that you mentioned there is a, it's a fragility that's a, a lived everyday experience for, for, for so many. Um, and uh, that, that's a very important thing to hold at the centre of any any discussion. You know, mm. um, absolutely, you know, that we, we want to move towards reconciliation and, and peace and have been doing so over the last number of years. And we want to uh, to build upon the, the progress that, that, that has been made. Um, and that, that remains to be our, our commitment. Okay, we leave there, Eddie. Thank you indeed for joining us on the programme this morning. That's Father Eddie McGee, who's spokesman for the Diocese of Down and Connor, a Catholic priest based in Belfast. Michael at lmfm.ie Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.